The Right Hook Podcast. Make business sense on the road with the Mitsubishi Outlander Business, the two-seater SUV with low BIK, 200 euro VRT and a five-year warranty. MitsubishiMotors.ie Well, the week on The Right Hook here at Newstalk is coming to an end with me, George Hook, and we've got some of the outstanding items of today's show that you can listen to just in case you miss them. All right, uh, I got uh, a wonderful <coughs> text uh, here on the right hook uh, from Anna McGowan, and it goes on forever, and he's, he's sadly forced to turn away from News Talk because of me, and he's his pension and all the sort of charges he's had, he wasn't able to pay his water charges and then the fact that I'm saying he should has made him turn away. Anna, the fact is under the new legislation there will be more and more people uh, who will uh, get uh, treatment in terms of paying the water charges. So hang in there. It's just going to happen. But don't count on it, Anna, because uh, Shane Coleman joins me now and after a week, Shane... (laughs) <laughs> the government's dead in the water. Weak spelt W-E-A-K, I think, in yeah. uh, in this case. Yeah, um, there are certainly early... Uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't want to overstate it, but there are certainly early worrying signs. What's happened now? Well, in relation to... Particularly in relation to the issue, you very... I mean, you were you were on the ball about it on, on, on Wednesday. This issue of, of, of social welfare potentially being linked to uh, absenteeism from school. uh, Child benefit. Child benefit. Child benefit linked to school attendance. Linked to school uh, school attendance. Dennis Nocton. Yeah, Dennis Nocton, it seems, came up with the idea. Uh, Now, he was anxious to stress what he was talking about here was a nudge uh, to to have it as an instrument in the armoury of of the authorities. Now, there was... Quite strong opposition about. It. To be honest, I'm kind of in two minds. I, when I hear, I've heard both sides of it, and I think both sides make a, a reasonable case. But the reality is, what what actually happened is, Willie O'Dea of Fianna Fáil came out and said, "Well, we're not going to live with this. We're this is not going." Did to, he? Yeah, he said, "We're we're we're not going, we're not going to have this." Yeah, um, and. You then got a succession of ministers saying, "Well, we have reservations about this," and now effectively the government have backed away from it. And I think there's a really there's a real danger here of what you could almost you know the the the, the butterfly uh, theory you know the the butterfly flapping its wings and it causes a uh, a hurricane somewhere in the world. There is a danger that this would actually translate to Irish politics because you can't help but thinking Fianna Fáil's stance on this issue was influenced by how they feel. Uh, Sinn Féin would think about this and in turn Sinn Féin's stance would be influenced by what the uh, anti-austerity alliance and people before profit and you could literally have a situation where every issue that the government tries to address or tries to bring in a new policy that it literally has to go through the approval of almost every TD in the Dáil because of the situation that, the, that but, the, but they are but in in the Dáil. But Martin said like they wouldn't be they wouldn't be bringing the government down on Mickey Mouse house. No. It would be major. They, they wouldn't for instance uh, be involved in a, a, a confidence motion uh, a budget issue but sure this is 
this is, a, I mean, whether you, I mean, whether you think it's a good idea or not, whether you think it's right to penalise people who are already in difficulty and maybe have other difficulties where the kids can't go to school, fine, that's all right. But that Fianna Fáil at this point, a week in, have already uh, exposed the agreement for what it is as a sham why? How can we? Fifty-two percent of people don't think it's going to last a year. Do you see, see that? Uh, yeah, Red I, sea and pole. you know what? I I think that's kind of missing the point. See, I think it will last a year. But, Struggle on. Like. But the problem is, uh, the problem isn't about bringing the government down. The problem is, will the government? I think the government will will survive. The question is, will it be able to do anything? Will it be able to do anything meaningful? Like the, you know, it can certainly, it'll be able to do the easy stuff. It'll be able to do the good stuff in inverted commas, you know, cutting taxes, cutting inheritance tax. You know, not even the, not even the AAA would probably vote against that. Um, But the trickier stuff, the tough decisions, uh, the hard decisions, there is a real worry as to whether or not we will have gridlock in it all and whether or not they'll be able to do anything. Well, you see, what you have, what I said, and I want to run this by you, what I believe ha- is happening here is Fine Gael are hoping that if, this can, if they can hang on for a year or 18 months, the, 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 the 5 or 6% who left them, who voted for them before, will turn around and say, you know, they're not bad guys after all, and they go back to them in the next election. Meanwhile, Mayor Martin is saying, if over the next year, year and a half, we show that these Fine Gael guys are no good, we'll get the 5 or 6% and we'll be the biggest party in Dolan. And I think both uh, major parties are therefore only playing games. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I believe that the Irish public watching this uh, dance of death, right, will suddenly turn around and say, we're wasting a vote on these independents because they're going to destroy the country. Mm. Not personally destroy the country, but because we can't form a government. Yeah. What we're doing, it's going to be really interesting now to see what the Spaniards do. Spaniards have spent a year trying to form a government, mm-hmm. a year, and now they have a new election. Will the Spaniards vote for a government or will they vote for chaos? Yeah. Um, interesting opinion poll today. Uh, uh, interesting only in the sense that. It's almost identical to the general election results, which says that despite everything that has happened, the electorate haven't budged. And significantly, you know, people like myself and many people in the media have been criticising Sinn Féin and the anti-austerity alliance and and the Social Democrats for not getting involved in the process. It has not impacted on their support one iota. So I I think Spain... Ah, But it's early days. No, that's what I'm saying. I think that the Spanish thing will be interesting because so long, so much time has has passed. I actually think if there'd been a general election, let's say the government hadn't been put together last Friday and it was a general election in three weeks' time, I suspect the result wouldn't have been that different. But if it had gone on longer, I think it probably would. Uh, The interesting thing is what you're talking about playing games. I mean, it doesn't just stop with, with, and I absolutely agree with your assessment about Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil, but the same holds for for Sinn Féin, uh, who will not be constructive in this doll. There is no doubt about it. They are looking at all times to expose Fianna Fáil as... Finnegale cronies propping up a, a, a right wing government to put it like to put it there in their terms, uh, the anti austerity alliance people before profit they they will obviously oppose everything as as they always do, uh, so it, it's it is a recipe for a potential gridlock. I had hoped 
that maybe naively I had hoped and it's maybe it's too early to judge but I had hoped that you yeah. would see new thinking and but yeah but, but the other thing that has happened so is that once upon a time like uh, the lower classes knew their place you know no, let me finish before you yeah, yeah, no, I'm, going to, <laughs> I'm going to sit back and let you uh, <laughs> so therefore when you looked at Britain would be a good example where um, your beloved in Downton Abbey like you know where the titled class and the privileged class they essentially run, run the country and it, the the, the people who worked in coal mines and factories and all this were largely without a voice. The one thing that democracy has now done is to give a voice to the dispossessed lower classes, whatever word you want to use for that. And they are voting completely differently from the traditional vote. And that's happening across the whole of Western Europe. Mm-hmm. It is. Um and I think there's also an issue about expectations as well, about people's expectations. I mean, one of the, I thought the most interesting thing about that poll today was the finding on Irish water. Uh, 62% of people said they wanted to see Irish water abolished. Now, I'm sorry, I just don't understand that logic of that. Now, leave water charges out of it. You know, people will be opposed or in favour of water charges. Personally, I happen to think we need them. But how you could argue that we don't need an Irish water is absolutely beyond me. I mean, there is there is poo flowing into the water in various parts of the country because we don't have the infrastructure in place to manage our water and sanitation systems. It is absolutely clear that our local authorities are not in a position to do that. And yet nearly two thirds of people say, get rid of Irish water. Because, like, there is, there is in modern-day politics, there is a real uh, Pied Piper of Hamlin now. There is a real sense that many politicians are, are leading people down the garden path to a Garden of Eden that doesn't actually exist true. and that we can never pay for, uh, ever. I, true. There is also, I think, a sense that politicians aren't leading anymore, that they're following. I mean, one of my big bugbears about politics is that it's focus group led, that people are looking, to, uh, the politicians are looking to what people want and what people expect and then uh, evolving policies accordingly. I'm not sure that's political leadership myself. I, I mean, I do wonder, and, and again, maybe this is me being naive, if a politician came out and said, listen, you know what, this is the unpalatable truth, this is what we're going to do, and we don't care about being re-elected to government. We're going to set out our policies and we're going to stick to them regardless in the national interest. And this is what we need to do. X, Y and Z. There'll be some good stuff in there, but there'll be some tough stuff because that's what we need to do. And really, so, like, Enda Kenny... Alan, Ke- uh, Alan Kelly, they never re- Because I was asked, because the people that run the art centre there heard me on the radio actually. And there's an art centre. There is, there's a lovely art centre out there. And they invited you. They invited me and it was very nice. Me, me and the. Big check? <laughs> I got more than I deserved, I'll tell you that now, George. <laughs> if I were your agent, I yes. would never allow you to say I got more than I deserved. Well, I know. You always say <laughs> I didn't get as much as I deserved. You see, I need to do, I need to change that around. But uh, Yeah, I have, I hope you don't mind me saying. Yeah. But I do think there is a distinct lack of colour coordination. Today? Between your lipstick and your <laughs> nail polish. 
bad, George. I tried to get. I thought when I come round to do the radio, I feel I feel half afraid. I have to like accessorize and color coordinate. Well, the nail polish is purple. Yes. And the lipstick is flaming red. That's what it, I can't have purple lipstick now, George. You'd slag Some me off for that. I do have purple lipstick. I'm trying to remember who I saw last with, with purple. purple lipstick. Yeah. I, George, you need your own fashion segment. I really... You should go and expose it. Well, no, I, it, that's a very good point. It is. I'm <laughs> very uh, interested in sort of fashion. Yeah, you are. I really think you should... Listen, I have to say I missed it. Oh. Eurovision. Was it any good? It was and it wasn't, George. I got some bad news for you. For yeah? I'm afraid Ireland is not through to the Eurovision final. But they've ne- they've never been through ever. They, they got through. When when is the last time they got through? Well, I was talking to Marty earlier on. Like he's yeah. devastated. I wouldn't blame him. I'm Were devastated. Were you devastated? I am. Uh, I was. I was. I was going mad. I was expecting riots on the streets. No, it wasn't. If I'm going to be terribly honest, no. It's not about the song being good. It's about, uh, I just thought with Nicky Byrne would be enough because I know there's a few fans of him in Europe and it just, uh, um, but no, he didn't get through. So it's. Uh, but the, the, the thing is in Stockholm. Yeah, yeah, it's in Stockholm. But it's not strictly speaking Europe, like because you're going to have Israel and Australia and all kinds of people in it. I know, and they got through and we didn't. Did it's, they? Yeah, Australia, Australia were class. Were they? They were very good, yeah. I have to admit. I have to it's like the new do you know what Australia's like the new kid at school and they've just dressed up extra nice to kind of fit in and they've done a great job. Ash, you know, I think if you if you put in enough effort you should get through. Well, I if I were in um Eurovision Yeah, I wanna um, hear this now. What would you do? Well, would you do I'm, the books fizz thing where you tear away the skirts? Do you know <laughs> I don't think I'd look good in a skirt, but <laughs> I would do a talking song rather than a singing song. Like a rap? Like hip-hop? Yeah. Yeah? That kind of thing. I think that would be very good. I think we should could start you, Could you write it? I think I could write it. I could, uh, we should, we should combine. I'll write the song, you sing no, it. No, but that's what it. I mean. You, yeah. you, could you write rap? I will. I'll write a rap about how Europe is terrible. And uh, see if we win. And then, uh, how do we enter? We submit it to RTE or something. Do yeah, we? do you not have connections now in that oh, regard? I have huge connections. <laughs> do you, George? You should, you should take advantage of those connections. <laughs> Call up Linda Martin. We'll get her to be the backing singer. Well, there's a great movie. Um, I'm trying to think of a name of it Is now. Is that Linda Martin in it? Is no, this, oh. but it's about a politician uh, who thinks he's going to die. So he he doesn't become politically correct anymore. And oh. he suddenly discovers that he actually gets elected by not being politically correct. But but he raps in it. He raps in it? Yeah. Is this the only exposure you've had to rap music, George? I'm afraid it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's your man, the great actor. Uh, is it Dave? Is that what no, it is? No, it's the fella who was in... Uh, uh, not Romeo and Juliet. You know the fella and girl who are bandits in America. Warren Beatty. Warren Did I have Warren Beatty. Beatty in it? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I am glad I got Warren that on first Beatty. guess. Well done. I feel like an Egyptian. A person has got to Egypt and a hieroglyphs. All just... right. Well, we've gone from Recky healing to rap, but who knows where we'll be next week <laughs> with Alison Spittle? Will you write a rap song and we'll submit I'll, it? I will definitely write a rap song for you, George. I will. I'll do it now. I went to the audience. Isn't that the way it goes? That's (laughs) perfect. 
<laughs> You've already inspired me, George. The words are coming out now. <laughs> All right, next week, Alison Spittle on the Friday Right Home.